Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef. It's a podcast about Top Chef. That's a broadcast. It's on TV. Welcome to Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host, and I don't yawn. I'm Jamal. With me is my co-host, Reeves. Say what's up. What's up, everyone? We're back. We're doing it. We're okay. making the cooking show. Okay. okay. And when he says we, it's just me and Reeves this week. Brian is having a little bit of a tummy issue. So mm-hmm. Brian might not be on the episode this week. He's going to be in and out. If he's here, I mean, that's I love it when he's here. Love it when he's here. But he's having a little bit of a tummy ache, so he might be stopping in and out during the... Oh, he's back. Hey, Brian. Okay, so we're doing the record. We're doing the record. I'm here now. All right, so Brian's here. Brian's here. We love that he's here. Um, We want him to be here. Um, Full disclosure, when we were doing the intro song, Brian did leave. Mm-hmm. So there's my, a chance that Brian might leave again. He's starting off that way. My dog scratched at the door. She scratched at the door. I had to open the door, and then she didn't come in. She just like walked yeah. away. And that's his. Maybe yeah. she was just code checking word on me for tummy issues. Yep. Yeah, that's a code word. My dog scratched at the door. If it was a tummy me. thing, I would not have been gone that little. It would have been a while. Hey Jamal, where were you? The dog scratched at the door. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little dog scratched at the door. Yeah. So Brian's here. Um... And we're going to like, we're here for you, Brian, during this episode. So if anytime you you need a pause or a break, just let us know. And um, I guess that's more for you because you'll put those pause and breaks in the editing. (laughs) Um, But we're back. We're back. Episode seven, season four of Pod Chef. We're here. Um, We're in the meta. And if, and by talking about the meta, I'm talking about the meta that's on Twitch TV, obviously, which is for just chatting streamers to watch Master Chef. And just watch it for hours and comment on it and get away with DMCA strikes. And so now we're doing that. We watched MasterChef and we're in the meta. We're in the meta. We're in the meta now. So we watched MasterChef. In case anyone's wondering if I understood what Jamal was talking about, I understood mm-hmm. all of it. I know what it means. I am mm-hmm. down with the meta. Yep. I know what a, a Twitch stream is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did watch MasterChef. That part yeah. I know. And you guys can follow us on uh, Twitch at PodChef Podcast at uh, twitch.tv slash PodChef Podcast. Um, we're, we're often watching Top Chef just uh, on YouTube Premium. And Jamal, you do it in a in a, in a bathtub, right? I do it in a bathtub um, in a bikini. Yeah, you do bikini stream. Uh, yeah, because I'm not conscious about my body. Um, I like the bathtub and also the TV in my bathtub, my bathroom is the best TV. Well, what you say is that you are conscious about your body, but in a good way. Yeah. You're very I'm aware very of, how aware of my body. Yes. Of how like, good it is. I can't wait for bikini season. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that's year round. It's year round. Yeah. Year you round. say, uh oh, it's bikini season. People yeah. Like, it's February. And, and my wife friends- hates it. Yeah, you go to your wife and you're like, yeah. oh my God, it's going to be bikini season. I am so yeah. excited. Everyone's going to see my butt. Because she keeps good. saying, she keeps yeah. saying, stop wearing my bikinis. You're stretching mm-hmm. them out. 
but I like I like taking another bath like that and, and streaming. And so uh, if you go to the pools and hot tubs section on Twitch, you can see me streaming in a bikini watching Top Chef and doing this podcast live, basically. Um, so it's you know it's all for the video tier members, um, and that is our video tier. <laughs> Pools and hot tub section. <laughs> you think I'm joking? You should go look it up. It's a real thing. Oh no! <laughs> Feels like where I would go in when I would go to like Bass Pro Shop, and yep. Carrie would be like, "We're not buying a hot tub," and I'd be like, uh-huh. "I just want to go to the pool hot tub section to look at that." Yeah, can I just look at? Can I dream? Can I have a dream, please? When like, we I bought won. a house, I was like, "Can we get a hot tub?" And she was like, "No." <laughs> That's how you know I'm like trash. I'm like trash who gets money. I'm like, well, I got a house. I got to have a hot tub, right? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, well, you got to have well, a hot tub ground, in the house, right? Yeah. Above pool? Pool. We'll build yeah. the deck around it. Around it. That way when you get out, you're on the deck. Yeah. No, I. these are things that when I was a kid and I was like, oh, my friend has money. They have a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what mm-hmm. I want. I want a hot tub and I want two big recliner chairs with cup holders. And she told me no to both of those things. Here's why she doesn't want the hot tub. Because hot tubs require a lot of maintenance and cleaning. And let's be honest. You're not going to do it. And she doesn't want the recliner chairs because she knows that you will probably spill your entire big gulp in the little mm-hmm. cup holder thing. And you'll forget to clean it out. It'll just be one big sticky thing and then you're gonna stick yeah. your hand in there and yeah. pull it out then what happens be problem then i touch everything in the house and everything mm-hmm. else gets sticky and the dog mm-hmm. is sticky mm-hmm. and then carrie's to like you. you were in my drawer i'm like no i wasn't and she's like well it's very sticky i can tell you're in my drawer mm-hmm. and then i then i get busted wearing her bikinis i don't like, get caught wearing them i just get caught having touched them and everything is yeah. sticky now so that's what I'm doing on Twitch. So if you want to come over there and watch some Top Chef with your boy, come on over. But we did watch Master Chef, and and it and it works out that, you, that we're doing that because Tom is like, oh, you guys are watching new shows. Mm-hmm. Let's I put you guys to work. Is basically Tom what was he in said. the chat. Tom was in the chat when he I was, was watching. He was in the chat. Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. like, he was like, hey, you're the same Jamal, right? And I was like, uh, I mean, we're not all the same, but yes. I am the one you're talking about because your name's Tom Colicchio, top judge on Top Chef. It's yeah, he had to pay more to get that long username, but he got the money, so he did it. So he kept saying, Why aren't you doing the podcast? I said, Well, this is the video tier, it's just a free video tier. And he was like, oh, Okay, cool. Yeah, review a new show for me, please, because I, I want to get some ideas for the next season of Top Chef. He wants to steal ideas for Top Chef. He says Top Chef is getting stagnant. He wants new ideas. And just a quick little thing here. The last time I think Jamal started talking about video tier services and Twitch streams, uh-huh. Carrie was listening and she was like, I don't know what's happening. Uh-huh. So people who are listening and who are, who go, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Jamal is doing what we like to call in the business. He's doing a podcast. And yeah. what you do when yeah. you do a podcast is you just say stuff. And yeah. if it makes sense, that's fine. It's a podcast. I mean, it makes perfect sense to, you know, like a very niche part of our audience, but um, Carrie's got to educate herself yeah. on uh, what's happening. Just go to twitch.tv and just browse, you know? <laughs> just go to the hot tubs and pool just section. Just go to hot tubs and pool section and browse. Yeah, just dip your hand in there. Dip your toes in the water. It's warm. They're hot mm-hmm. tubs. So we're watching MasterChef. What'd you guys think? I liked it. I kind of liked it a lot. Okay, hold on. Reeves, what did you think? I thought it sucked shit. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Okay, so we got two extremes. Jamal, where are you? I'm somewhere in the middle, I think. (laughs) 
That's somewhere good. between it sucked shit and I liked it. That's somewhere good. in between there. What did you hate about it, Reeves? So I, I said this Walk last week. It. I don't like Gordon Ramsay. And I, I think it sure. like it becomes if he's in the show, it it's becomes almost insurmountable for me yeah. to like like it because it's so much about him. It also it's formatted. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the show. People can like the show. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's formatted like it reminded me of American Ninja Warrior, where it starts with like this like background story on the person. Just yeah. like their journey or whatever they've had to overcome and then transitions into them, you know, cooking and then presenting it to these judges. Um, I don't give a shit about that part at all. And that's my least favorite part of <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. It's my least favorite part of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I do not care. I don't think you need it. I think being a good cook is enough and interesting enough for me. But I get that a lot of other people like that part. So. So Gordon Ramsay is kind of like the Cam Newton of the cooking world. If he's there, he's a distraction. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I feel too. Right? If he he's looks there, like a he's rotting pumpkin. Show. He doesn't. He look definitely great. looks like a like his face is like a mask that should be worn on Halloween. Right? Yeah, it's like, like kind of like it's it's at a transitional part in Mission Impossible when you're about to take the mask off, but you're like mm, rubbing the face to do it. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's like almost like they stopped midway of taking it off. Yeah. Mm. Who are the other guys? So you know Mar- uh, Mario, but not Mario Batelli. Sorry, um, it's, I don't uh, know him. Don't associate me with him. <laughs> it's not him. It's uh, Emerald Agassi. Okay, well, well him, I just, he was a special guest. Yeah. Just no, the whole Mario was... Batelli thing. I, I yeah. think it, you have a big picture of you and him shaking hands. Like it looks like yeah, it's at yeah. some event behind you. He know, signed so. it. I can't get rid of it. It's nice. It's memorabilia. He you don't get, you can't it. get rid of memorabilia. It doesn't depend. No matter what happened between the person that's in the picture, if it's yeah, memorabilia, he, it's you just you. It. It's just Brian, you and him. Brian, he signed it. Hey, Brian, good chat. We have so much in common. <laughs> I mean, I tell people that it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. But people think it is what I think it is. The people are like, well, that's what it is. Exactly. Okay. So, well, he uh, wasn't on the show. Um, apparently, Paula Dean is, but he he's not. Yeah. On the show. So yeah. why not? Why not cart Batali out there? If you're gonna have Paula Dean out there, bring out Batali. Reeves, is there is there anything from Master Chef that you think Tom should utilize in Top Chef? You hated it. Was there anything you think that they should bring to the show? This is what Tom has tasked us to do. So you hated the show, but let's I mean maybe it's something that you liked, or you know something that Top Chef could okay. do better. So here's the analogy I came up with: If Top Chef is the NFL, Master Chef is the XFL. And the good things about the XFL were you could not call for a fair catch, right? You had to yeah. get hit. Mm-hmm. So I think that they should do some of that. In Top mm-hmm. Chef, where there's no barriers between you and getting hit with criticism or anything like that, they don't. There's there's no um, fair catch. There's no fair catch at all. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I should have picked up on that because that makes so much sense now that Master Chef is XFL because Gordon Ramsay had a jersey on the back said he hate me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. put that together, but yeah, and he it's was the XFL. talking about Reeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he said he, he hate me. He's talking about Reeves. Yeah, he's like it fuels me though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, admittedly, we watched, like, the audition part of the show, which, like, didn't focus a lot of cooking. It was mostly, like, 10 seconds of cooking and then a lot of yeah. uh, these four men uh, trying to decide if they should get a... And I know what you're thinking. Finally, a show that finally has the right composition of judges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four 
older men, <laughs> finally. Yeah, who bring, you know, aspiring chefs and do a room alone with them. Hey, I will say this. feedback. I'll say this. <laughs> Even in this audition, here's something they can bring to Top Chef. In this audition, these four men liked black people's cooking. They did. Maybe they should bring that concept over to Top Chef. <laughs> um yeah that'd be good that's a good start for top chef yeah not this season that we're currently watching though which can't nope. happen <laughs> exactly. uh do better top chef okay oh. i liked the show and i'll i'll share a couple of things that i think that top chef could steal from master chef mm-hmm. i liked the fam so i like backstories i'm a i'm a heart you know what i'm an enfp I, you know, this is what I do. I feel, I emote, I want this. What is ENFP? That's energy, nightmare, <laughs> fucking problem. Like, what is it? Yeah, that's what he's, it stands he's got, for. He's got nightmares. You get nightmares? I don't know. My company made me do a Myers-Briggs test like four years ago. And we talk about it every week. And I'm just like, yeah, I know Robin Williams is one too. Who knows? But so I like to hear the stories. So I like that the family members are there for the auditions. I think that was fun with mm-hmm. like them cheering them on. I Some family that. members were in the show together. Yeah, that we had a mom versus daughter. Mm-hmm. Both of them cool. didn't get it. <laughs> and ladies, ladies, it's not a competition with each other, but in the show it is. But yeah, the show, it's not a competition. That was nice. Did you? I like that there was the guy that had his child, and on the way yes. in, he said like. Are you? Can you believe it that Daddy made it all the way to Master Chef, and his child said, "I don't give a shit. Stop! <laughs> I don't want to go here." You said we're going to Legoland. Talking about yeah. yeah, you said we're going to Legoland. You took me here. You're gonna make me watch you cook. You his son was like, "You've done this take 14 times already. Just take one of the previous <laughs> takes." Uh, I did. Uh, I liked that. Um, I liked the big giant red digital clock. Love that. <laughs> Top Chef could use a big giant clock. Right now, they yeah. they don't have a big clock. They have to like tell each other how much time it is. You put a big clock up there. We're knowing how much time is left. I think that's a great idea, and I think they should do it like wrestling when they do an Iron Man thing where they have it at the bottom, or you know, any sports thing where it's like you have the timer at the bottom, so you're following in real. You know what time yes. they're at, and it's yes. always there. Mm-hmm. I actually like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Great. Okay, Tom. Timers, more timers, big red digital clock, and a clock so that we all at home can see how much time is there in real time. Yep. Mm -hmm. We all like that. This is all going to be great for Top Chef. Okay. I have two more. One, last, uh, second to last, make me cry more. This show wanted me to cry a lot. A lot. For episode one, it was like, hey, Brian, do you want to cry a little bit? And I was like, not really, but then I did. Yeah. And that goes back with, like, the family and the backstory stuff. There's this, like... This woman who is from like a third world country and she like made this like a shrimp dish and they were like, good mm-hmm. God, this is the best we've ever had my entire life. And I was yeah. like, oh God, this I want to die. the best dish that was served today. Yeah. They, they were fighting over the prawns in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a lot so of people that had very hard lives, um, yeah. which was sad. I will admit that. Um, and then there was that frat dude who yeah. had no hard life. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. didn't know how to make fried rice. This is not fried rice, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it tastes but it's good. Tasty. He got an apron. Okay, last one. And this, I think we all can agree on. And this needs to go straight to the top. When we're giving Tom our list of things to steal from MasterChef, this is number one. Okay, and that is more busty blondes from Boston. Okay, she stole the show for me. She okay. had this crazy accent. 
She looked insane. Okay. They all loved her. She brought her whole family there. And she made some banana thing with uh, soy sauce or something like that. (laughs) It was a miso cake. It was a miso banana cake. And they Mm. loved it. And Uh, she was like, the camera loves me. And her accent was insane. uh Mm -hmm. Okay. And so Brian is what I would like to call a modern TV viewer. Where <laughs> when he looks at things on TV, and we might have talked about this before, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can barely remember things that happened five minutes ago. If he's looking at something on TV, he wants it to be good looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone involved needs to be good looking. We don't want average looking people, normal no. people that are maybe talented or have an interesting background. We want the best looking people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're good at. Just be good looking to me. When we went to L- me and Brian went to LA and he kept walking around saying, if you're not good looking, you're not worth booking. <laughs> I, kept saying, I kept going to everyone that was attractive and I was like, hey, yeah. do you want to cook on a TV show? And they're like, yeah, sure, of course. Eh, you're good looking. You're worth booking. Yeah. And then Brian kept saying, come meet me on my couch. And then coincidentally that these stories, these stories line up. That's when I met Mario Patali. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Because they were both shopping for the same couch. (laughs) Yeah. Casting couch. Yeah. Um, So you really like the show. I might keep watching the show, honestly. That's cool. And you know what would be real fun? I mean, I like this whole thing where we watch a new show every week. I I have to keep watching the show. I've got a Twitch contract to hold. That's right. (laughs) I think it would also be fun if somehow this kind of caves in on itself where we all just pick ones that we like and it's all different. And every week we just do a report on ones that we watched, but That's a lot not, of fun we didn't chaotic. watch any of the other ones. That might That's be a lot of fun, fun and chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. To our very structured show. show. It might bring some yeah. chaos to our very structured show. <laughs> yeah. That's very yeah. good for this show. Uh, Jamal, do you have any takeaways that you think Tom should use in top chef from this show? Other than uh, uh, like black people's cooking. <sighs> which which here. which again can go at number two underneath Busty Blondes from Boston. Mm-hmm. I agree that we shouldn't have, but that's number two. That's you can't make one. it number one. You might scare people off with that. Yes, so you have to ease them in. I think this show did a much better job of just getting right to it. And I don't want to say because it's a panel of all men, but they got right to it in the judges' table. I mean, they were just making decisions left and right. And the judges' table here in Top Chef just, I mean, it goes on and on. Sometimes they don't even make a decision. And you gotta wait till the next episode. Yeah, and it's like the new the Master Chef. They just get to it. And like, are is are they apron worthy or not? Yes or no? Great, get them out of here. You remember that Seinfeld episode when Elaine was like, "Oh, is this guy apron worthy?" You know, she had like one apron left, and she kept being like, "Is this guy apron worthy?" And then she would like, you know, she was with him, and she'd be like, "I don't know if you're apron worthy or not." And they had to like prove themselves to her. I remember that. I remember that. There's also the friend who was dating Jerry who came over and said, hey, we're about to make cookies. Do you have any aprons that I can use? And she's like, mm-hmm. I can't give you one of my aprons. Mm-hmm. Can't spare an apron. I can't spare a, an apron. Yeah. And Reeves, do you like Seinfeld? Um, I've never seen Seinfeld, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that guy said that he to describe a dish, he said, "The best taste in this dish is your ambition." He was like, "And I love the taste of ambition." <laughs> you get a freaking jacket or whatever. So, 
Jamal knows I have no ambition. Can either of you describe what ambition tastes like to me so I can just know what this feeling might have been like for this for this man? Well, for me, it's like on a Sunday morning, you wake up early and you put on and you want to make a red sauce and you let it simmer all day long. Mm-hmm. It's not about, you know, rushing through it like a like a hastily made scramble of eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the slow cultivation and building of layers your ambition is being peppered in you now i'm putting in some more salt and maybe a little bit of sugar you know just layering it and slowly building it up till it's perfected and at the end you put it you slap it up on some uh, spaghetti that you know you should be doing with um dried spaghetti and not uh, fresh pasta and then you're like man that was worth it that was worth the wait and brian to translate that for you mm-hmm do you go into your refrigerator? Do you see the big tub of sloppy Joe mix? <laughs> you, well, it, it, you keep it in the pantry. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. <laughs> That's right. That's pantry fresh. That's right. Pantry you scoop fresh. it out. You throw that bad boy in the microwave. Then you put it on two buns and you just mm-hmm. go to town. That's ambition, baby. That's ambition. <laughs> Either one works. Well, then that's my favorite thing to taste, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Either a red sauce, which takes all day, or very quick and sloppy, joes. sloppy joes from the brand <laughs> Manwich. Mm. They should call it Canwich. Cam Newton should sell it. Camwich. Isn't that what you said? I said Canwich because it's from a can. Mm. So the branding was better. I don't know why people don't like this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Chefs, I prepared for you. (laughs) Chefs, I prepared for you. This is the segment we do every week where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night and present it to you as if we're presenting to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Chefs, I prepared for you. Seasoned brown. I mean, skillet browned. Ground beef. 100% grass-fed, baby. What's your uh, what's your fat to fat to uh, lean? Ooh, what a good question! Because it was eighty five to fifteen, and then mm. once the fat rendered out, we turn that heat up high to render off all that fat. Mm. That's good. Mm, mm, you don't mm. drain. My mom used to drain ground beef. Do you drain no. yours? No, I don't need to. If you render off all the fat, cook okay. the fat off. Cook okay. the fat off. Not if you cook it right. Good. It gets it gets some of the pieces crispy too. Ooh, your mom is doing it wrong. There's lots of things she did wrong. Get her on the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a, a a lemon juice arugula salad with mashed sweet potatoes and for dessert, frozen blueberries. Mm, what a treat! I mean, it was very like nutrition dense, nutrient dense. So you just ate ground beef. Mm-hmm. You didn't rainbow. mix it with anything. Mix it with the arugula salad. Just beef. Four, four, four ounces. Four ounces. Beef. Yep. That's not bad. Sorry. I, yeah, four ounces of serving. I feel like that's the type of meal that I would make before my wife explained to me that's not what cooking is or that's <laughs> not what like a dinner is. There was one time, very famously, where. Uh, we were dating. She came over to my apartment mm-hmm. and said, uh, you know, can you make me something for dinner? I said, yes. Would you like a salad? She said, yes. And she said, well, what are you going to put on it? And I said, I don't know what you mean by that. It's going to be <laughs> greens. And then I'm going to put some ranch dressing on it. And she's like, that's not, <laughs> not salad. salad. Yeah. Which is fair. 
Well, Look here's how far the thing. I've come. Here's the thing, and you've had my mac and cheese, so I can cook a real meal, and I do often cook full, complete meals. But I mean, it's, I'm cooking for me, so I can mm. cook how I want to cook. Yeah, do how you yeah. want it. I can do whatever the hell I freaking want. Well, Carla's cooking her own thing too. She's not going to share that with you. Yeah, I mean, my wife, my wife cooks, but mm-hmm. she doesn't cook for me. Yeah, refuses to. Yeah, most nights loudly. <laughs> loudly refusing or loudly yeah. cooking? Loudly cooking and quietly refusing. <laughs> I'm like, can you, can I have some of that? She's like, no, but I'm cooking for me. (laughs) She starts singing a song and I'm like, you're just singing the I'm cooking for me song again. And you've been doing it for an hour. It's kind of rubbing your face at it. What do you think? Not kind of Reeves. She is. Because she then starts talking about like how she, what she's cooking. She's like, ooh, pansy chicken just for me. It's so good. This is so delicious. Man, someone else should try this. Is that she's basically cooking the same thing you cook, it sounds like. If she's doing panzer chicken, that's what you do, too. <laughs> hey, you're right. But sometimes she's, like, bringing in duck, and she's like, sits there and scores the fat on the duck, and she's like, ooh, I can't wait for this skin to crisp up and you to never get a bite. <laughs> and she brings in scallops. Right? She this has shrimps. Um, I wish it was. Okay. Um, it's I mean, play. <laughs> it's, it's foreplay in a way, because either way, I'm going to be finished. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't. Uh, let's just say that we're not having a family meal anytime soon. Gotcha. Okay. Shooting yeah. blanks. <laughs> Chefs, I prepared for you. <laughs> it's about gun safety, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since what's his name, Alec Baldwin, I'm all about gun safety. It keeps that thing on safety. Yeah, I keep it pointing to the ground. <laughs> It's like I, I wiped, and we're going to get into improv, wiped the scene, but the scene kept going. Refuse. I don't I don't recognize sweeps. Sweep heads. Chefs, I prepared for you a bean and cheese burrito. With and you made this? Pinto beans. I made this. Okay. And, and we're going to get a bit of a Reeves rant here, um, which I guess is basically all I do in the show. Uh, pinto beans, cheese, onion, garlic, peppers. Good stuff. I got a bone to pick with Whole Foods and their tortillas. Here we go. Tortillas are fucking shit. They have a massive tortilla section and it's all different varieties of different kinds of tortillas. Great. Fine. People like different types of tortillas with different bases or whatever. Mm -hmm. Your basic is your corn and your flour. You should have many of them and they should be good. And they don't have many of them and they are bad. bad. Everything is bad there. (laughs) I got their burrito size tortilla and it fell apart and it made me angry and inadequate. And I know it wasn't my fault. Do you use canned refried beans, like the the, the canned pinto beans refried, or do you just get? Um, I, I have in the past, but for this this recipe, it's basically you're making the refried beans. So you get pinto okay. beans, and then you kind of cook it down with like onion and pepper and all this stuff, and you kind of mash okay. up a little bit in the sauce, and that makes. I should try that. I can't find a good canned pinto bean. There was a brand that I liked, but I can't find it at the stores anymore, and I so I can't find a good canned refried bean. And I gotta I gotta keep trying. Hmm. Or making myself, but who's got the time? Got the time to soak all those beans. I got the time. Oh, soak man. beans overnight. I love overnight. a bean and cheese burrito. Um, beans. What's that? Overnight beans. Yeah. One time I made 
before the podcast, uh, when we were all doing pandemic weird stuff, I made red beans and rice like fully, like did it from scratch. And it was okay. It wasn't better than Popeye's, but it was okay. (laughs) Chefs, last night I prepared for you um, uh, jackfruit, pulled barbecue jackfruit burger, like jackfruit barbecue sliders um with uh with a with a my wife and I call them cowboy salads which is like greens tortillas corn black beans and I put a little ranch on there you know you got a little ranch on there salt oh. pepper do it right that sounds great and it sounded like a little bit like those cowboy characters we had in here like over 3 months ago or oh, whatever yeah. I don't remember their names or really their origin but it did sound a little bit like that and they're yeah. just gone. What happened to those guys? Well, I think the because it's winter, they can't come back. They're going to come back during. That's right. The summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't really travel it, in the snow. Yeah. I mean, we've all played Red Dead Redemption's first uh, mission, right? That's the only mission I've played on that game, actually. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. such a hard mission in the snow, and your horses, their feet are so cold. Poor horse. Poor horsey. Mm-hmm. So that's what I had for dinner last night. Hmm. And the jackfruit that I bought also from Whole Foods. And there were a lot of fucking seed husks in there. And it was really a bummer. Like, it almost made it inedible. Well, Thank you, God you, there was you, a cowboy salad. You found a way to get around it, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I cool. still, oh, yeah. So you improvise. We'll be right back after this. Mm, sure. Perfecto. <laughs> Pod Chef. And we're back. Season 5, Episode 7 of Pod Chef. Season 4, Episode 7 of Top Chef. Yeah, easy. Easy. Only I an never... idiot would confuse that. Only a damn f- moron would mess up saying that every week. You would need to be a complete ass. You'd have to be a butt muncher to yeah, not be able yeah. to say that perfectly every single week and know exactly what you're talking about and not need a multiple takes to do it. So we're back. This episode title is called Improv, everyone's favorite. Um, and we'll get into that soon. Let's just get right into it. At the beginning of the show, Spike says the room that he sleeps in got uglier because the pretty boy left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's talking about you, Ryan. He's talking about you, babe. Yeah. Pretty boy, Ryan. He's gone. But we f- Andrew, we the, did get- Andrew cried the most weird way I've ever seen a man cry, which is he put a finger to his eye and he went, eat. <laughs> yeah, just one. <laughs> and and people say men don't show their feelings. We do. You yeah. just, you know, you're not. You're just looking for it wrong. Maybe you're, you're maybe yeah. looking for me like cry like big wet tears and sobbing. That's not no, how we do it. We I look at the go, camera and I go. Eat. Yeah, with my finger. Super easy. There when were feet. The opening too. There were feet. Just uh, feet freaks. Flags up. Let your fleet, I was going to try and go an episode without fly. bringing it up, but boy, oh boy, did I have to pause the episode for I could keep going. <laughs> oh, I and, paused the episode, went and watched an Alice and Roman clip, and came back. <laughs> and, you know, since people watch along real time with us, you know, you should pause, podcast, go should watch Alice and Roman a little bit, and yeah. come back. <laughs> didn't come back. Uh, yeah. I had a hot dog party of my own, if you know what I'm saying. We'll wait for you. So it's a dessert quick fire. Finally, a real testing quick fire. Everyone's going to get tested. Everyone's getting the, the quick fire test. You got to make a dessert. Yeah. Pastry Chef 101. We got mm-hmm. Johnny Ruzzini in there. He's got a nice big chain wallet 
He mm-hmm. does. Because no one is safe in the Top Chef kitchen. Nope. Your money is not safe. Someone might yep. rob you. So Someone <laughs> might try and run off with your wallet and you got to <laughs> have it chained to your body. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Is that is that weird that I'm black as a black guy and most chain wallets were made to stop black guys from taking your wallet <laughs> and I've never had a uh, chain wallet? Is that weird? <laughs> is that weird? Is that weird? Or is it something mm. that I don't want to talk about? <laughs> All right, I tried to trap you guys. You didn't fall for it. Good. <laughs> good job. There's going to be a lot of these traps, and you guys keep yeah. avoiding them. That's good. 2022, the year of the trap. We're looking for yeah. you. Yeah, that's what I'm going at. Um, So Richard makes a banana scallops because he's tongue-in-cheek and very witty. Mm-hmm. He himself. says that. He says, he says that about himself, by the listen, way. Listen, I'm not a pastry chef, but mm-hmm. I'm very witty, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about someone who's witty and funny, they usually tell you that. Yep, And then all they the proceed time. to say very funny things, just yep. like Richard does. <laughs> so Spike has taken an interesting approach. He's like, man, I could make all these things like a chocolate molten cake in five minutes, but pff, I'm going to do souffle poorly instead. In an app, in a pineapple. Yeah, and what the fuck was that? I don't think I don't think move. Spike yet fully understands that he's in a competition to win and should be using whatever he can do the best and the quickest. It's all a damn joke to him. He's not <laughs> taking it very seriously. Um I think he also he's got a thing for which is understandable. He's got a thing for like French cooking and I feel like he always wants to show certain like basic French um techniques and dishes because he's like always wanting to do soups and you know souffles and all this kind of shit but i think he just kind of falls on his face a lot but he seems to be doing pretty well sitting right in the middle yeah Yeah. he's that kind of guy that'll get further than you think and be like oh that guy's still here and then gone like top five or so hey long story short dale lisa and richard are the favorites and richard wins he made banana scallops and he wins he won the dessert it Sounded gross. I love bananas, but like with the guacamole thing. Yeah. Pam called that, that out, this? but she was like, I like it. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. this pastry or whatever it was with, yeah, bananas and stuff on it had some guac on it. And Pam liked it. She said it was surprising. Yeah. Like it. So she now liked it's it. in the uh, Top Chef uh, cookbook. I think the worst. Yes, that's right. The Top Chef cookbook, which I think either Nikki either said to the cookbook or to the improv challenge, she went, cool and like it was this weird <laughs> this weird line i think it was the cookbook she was yeah. like oh that's so cool she was like cool <laughs> so hope i get that once i get but, kicked off this show but i feel like this quick fire is fun it's fine quick fire but also very very mean-spirited we learned that jen had swore that she would never bake mm-hmm. yeah and they forced her to do it Mm-hmm. She had to face her demons and bake. Mm-hmm. Well, she she kind of like as they were explaining the challenge, she saw her like her head was down. She was shaking her head and she was like, I "Swear I never do this again." Okay, let's go. And then she pulled a gun out and walked to the pantry. <laughs> so <laughs> all she, you heard was three shots. Yeah, <laughs> she put a coin down in front of this like at this hotel, and the guy took the coin, and he was like, "So I'm guessing you're back." And she was like, yeah, I guess I'm back. And she proceeded to make some food that wasn't really very good. (laughs) So there's, you know, it's a bunch of techno music going in the background. (laughs) Um, So now it's the time. Just when I thought them out. 
they put me back in <laughs> to the kitchen. Who are you doing? I that's it, uh, it's Keanu Reeves and John Wick. Yeah, it's Keanu Reeves and John Wick. All right, good. All right, got it. So we're at the part of the show <laughs> that we've all been waiting for, and Reeves can't run away from. We now get to talk about improv. And to kick us off, Mark is going to introduce us to improv. Tonight, for a little inspiration, you're all going to see the show at Second City. It's the birthplace of improvisational comedy here in America. So there's been a couple of good people that have come out of Second City. John Belushi, Blues Brothers, Bill Murray, Stephen Colbert, and Steve Corral out of The Office. I'm very excited to see an improv show. I want to see what it's all about. Huh. I noticed something about all the people he named. I noticed that, you know, he didn't say Tim Meadows mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Minor or uh, Bob Curry or uh, Brandon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he missed those names. <laughs> he also didn't say. But he did hit the big names. <laughs> no, yeah, he hit the big guys, the ones that we love. The big boys. <laughs> I mean, besides of his glaring omissions, I do think he name checked. It's it was a solid improv name check. It was a so, I mean for that's someone good, from Australia. Yeah, that's a good improv team if they all perform together. Oh my god, would you guys see that team? Oh, oh my god, god. can, can you, you see the funnies now? Dream team, so <sighs> fucking funny. How much would you pay to see that show? Like, like oh my upwards god, to twelve dollars, <laughs> maybe twelve dollars. <laughs> Upwards of twelve dollars. I'd throw Could down twelve dollars. Uh, I love. Like, uh, I love that Mark said. You know, I'm excited to see improv because that's about how it goes. That level of you enthusiasm. Yeah. St- you start with that, and then you leave, and it's definitely not higher than that. It's yeah. probably a little bit lower. Your yeah. level of enthusiasm. It was like I saw improv. I've yeah. never heard someone before a show say, I'm excited to see improv, and then after a show come up to me and say, I'm still excited to see improv. Yeah. And yeah. that was at my show, and they were my friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice that they talked to you afterwards. Right? They didn't just leave and yeah. send a text saying, fun show. Yeah. Fun I show. Did. That sounds nice. I had to go uh, stick my dick in a red ant hole. Had to leave real fast. But fun show. Your friend did that? Yeah, my friend. My friend said I'd, I had to, had to do it. Show. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. And now you. someone's gonna yawn. So your friend had oh, to go God. do that. If what you made yawn, them I'm do gonna that? puke. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian's got the poop pants covered, so we don't. Yeah. Do Did you guys notice that no one from the Who's Doing Improv is famous now? <laughs> 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 so just yeah. to let you know. Mark did name check a couple people who took some improv classes and are now famous, and that's it. There are no yeah, more. There's no, no others. It's full. They're, it's they're done. done. If you didn't get in then, you didn't, you're not going to get in now. Yeah, so maybe you want to move to Portland and start an improv theater, but just know that you're not going to be famous for improv. Brian's views don't represent everyone else on the show. <laughs> Brian's <laughs> views represent himself. I said this when she was on the podcast. <laughs> so they had to go to the show. They were forced to go at gunpoint. Um, I guess well, hold on. Mark Mark compliments Richard's shirt before they go and says, nice pink shirt matches your skin tone. Yeah, so let's take everyone back. Let's take everyone back and just hear a real quick clip of what improv was like in 2008. We arrive at Second City and we're enjoying the show. It was actually nice. Relax for a second and just be entertained. Right, okay. Right. 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 
Somebody beat the hell out of this pig. <laughs> so in the beginning, when she says dance, monkey, dance, she was saying it to a black improviser. And you could and do that. He back was then. playing a Jamal, monkey. Though. Jamal is doing a funny joke. There were no <laughs> black improvisers on that team. <laughs> it was 2008. It was Come 2008. on, folks. 2008. There was yeah. maybe two women and that, and then like nine white guys that all looked the same. You know where the so. black people were? Waiting for the show to end so we could clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Do you guys want to do? So look, behind the candelabra, call back to 100 seasons ago. We'll let you. We'll let you go. Jamal Reeves and myself are improvisers. It's what we do. Uh, it's oh. it's where we met. It's who we are, and we're just hoping to get that call up to UCB to one day be on the main stage. But until then, we are here until to do this, this podcast for you. We are some of the best improvisers in the whole entire world. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. I'm gonna on the spot put you guys in something. Oh We've heard God. those two lines. Yep. Dance for me, monkey, and someone beat the hell out of this pig. Give me in in less than three lines the game, the, the who, the what, and the where okay. of this scene that would have led to those lines. Wait, of this complete scene or just those individual scenes? I'm assuming that's one big scene. <laughs> okay. So what was the initiation? If you want to even give me the the word that they got from the audience to get those, let's let's do that too. And then take me through the initiation to get the who, the what, the where. And hit that game for Dance for Me Monkey and someone beat the hell out of this pig. Okay. The initiation, the word they got suggestion was gambling. And uh, they were doing a, the game was every time you lose a bet, you got to make someone do anything they had to do that was embarrassing. So it was like, dance, monkey, dance. And then someone's got to kill this donkey. So Jamal did that. So Reeves, you want to hit me with the who, the what, and the where, the first three lines of this scene? Yeah, I can go ahead and tell you exactly what I would do if I had to walk onto this scene or whatever. I go, hey, it's me, your cousin. That's the who. Okay. Mm-hmm. Relationship uh, nailed. Um, Marvin, Marvin Barry. Okay, Ooh, and now we're getting, and now okay, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting a pop culture reference. Love it. You know that. Uh, <laughs> You know that monkey you've been looking for? <laughs> well, listen to this. And then I do This a, is three a, lines or less, a, right? A phone up. He to nailed it. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and for people at home, if uh-huh. you've never been to an improv show, you have a 50% chance of seeing that line in any improv <laughs> show that you've ever been to. So I've given you, you don't really need to see improv now. You also have a 50% chance of seeing any two people make out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we did in this show. Depends on who's going to be there. Um, also, if you, for those at home, if you haven't seen improv, good. Keep doing it. Keep doing that. Keep on keeping on, baby. No, improv is great. This was just a different time. So uh, it was only white guys doing it. Uh, <laughs> guys, can we redo our scenes? I'm not sure I feel good about our scenes. No, nope, that's, you can't. And I just negated you, so now I'm doing improv at all. Why don't we organically uh, find our way back to improv at some point during this podcast? Okay. Well, someone did have their own review of improv. Let's listen. Happy, sad, rage, 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 
perplexed. People are just calling out all sorts of weird stuff. Drunk. Drunk. I Drunk. I think that it shows you real genius when someone can do improv. I couldn't agree more and thank you. Yeah. He's thank talking you. about us. Mm-hmm. But the real genius Mm-hmm. That we are being displayed on this on our TV screen. If you're watching on your computer, your laptop screen, tell him is Nikki guessing what's going on. She's in the hive mind, folks. She she's there. Nails it. She, they they think they've got these chef testants fooled, and they do knows. have almost all of them fooled. She except knows. For Nikki. No, Nikki. Yeah, she's like, hmm, a food, a color, an emotion. I'm on a TV show. I'm on a TV show. <laughs> she looks right at camera. She goes, whoa. And then she starts We're not here to enjoy a night out in Chicago, are we? <laughs> yeah. So and then they grab Nikki and say, come here and do a talking head real fast. They they take a bunch of suggestions, and then the suggestions, of course, lead to what their elimination challenge is. That's what they got to use to mm-hmm. make the freaking cooking. Yeah, so this might be, for all improv in history, uh, the best use of improv suggestions ever. Like the chef's actually taking the suggestion and making a dish and serving it to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good, but I don't know if it's better than some of the great invocations I've done and seen performed. Mm. That's you know really using... A suggestion yeah. fully into the You're best right. way. So I a little insight <laughs> for the audience into my mind. I am in my own personal hell right now. But <laughs> I realize that it's like this is the episode, right? It is. I can't. We have get away to do this. It. So if it's going to yeah. happen in any episode, it's going to happen this episode. So I have to learn to be okay with it. So can we talk about something? When is the girl in the goat going to give us some drama? Does she give us some drama? She seems too normal to be on this show. No, she's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I want some drama. You're not going to get it from her. Well, we might get it from this guy because he's freaking funny. Over to the butcher and ask for some beef fat. My idea is to basically marinate these tofu steaks in beef fat. It's kind of like a Seinfeld skit. This tofu tastes like beef. What's up with that? It's perplexing. Oh, they don't have like a- Hey, hi, sorry, I'm... I'm just here uh, getting some uh, food for uh, a picnic. Can, do you guys have beef fat? Is this an improv scene? Oh, we're doing a scene? <laughs> uh, yes. And um, it's a transaction scene? Great. The best. It's $4 a pound. $4 a pound. Please fight me on the cost. This is good. This yes. is good. No, no. I'm actually okay. That's actually better than down the street. So I'll take uh, a pound of uh, beef fat. Okay. $4, please. Well, I usually don't pay here. I usually pay at the front. Well, and this this is this is the, the odd or unusual thing. You pay me the butcher. I pay you here the butcher? <laughs> yep, now you've said <laughs> What's the butcher got you, to do with paying? You've repeated the odd or unusual thing, and now we need to... Uh, so you've set the pattern, so now let's keep it going. <laughs> what, what do I have to pay the butcher for? This Reeves, is... are you having a good time? Hey, Chuck! It's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Barry. You know that new meat stuff you've been looking for? Well, then listen to this. Edit. Um, My favorite thing about this whole thing is that Antonia and Jennifer are told that they, that their initiate, Antonia and Lisa 
uh, are magenta drunk polar sausage, and they both went, fuck this challenge. I am not going to do it. I'm going to make a yep. fucking fish. I kind of like that. And it's just like, they were like, first of all, they were like, we don't eat that. We both have barely even had Polish sausage. And then also they're just like, we don't like it. We're not going to do it. We're going to do something else. And so we're going to A to see it. We're going to do something different. And then they got freaking dinged by their coaches, but their coaches, I don't know, were from Second City and they were like, it should be A to A actually. Hey mom, I'm sorry. I couldn't get the Polish sausage. They're all out. Oh, well, what did you get instead? Some other type of sausage? No, I just, you know, when they were out of Polish sausage, I thought, why not fish? Wait, who's this guy that's barged into our home with a phone? Hey, Chuck! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but this did lead to the funniest thing in the episode. It's your cousin, Marvin! (laughs) Marvin Barry? (laughs) Which was when Tim, I forget his name, the other cooking judge, that's not Tom... Uh, when the guest with the improviser said, I like Polish sausage, but he made sure to let us know, not in that way. Mm-hmm. And he looked at the game man, and the game man said, funny you looked at me and said that. Good thing I'm not Polish. Very, very funny, mm-hmm. but also very bad. <laughs> like, just like mm-hmm. that, that was <laughs> not a good joke. And I wonder if at some other point in his life, he's made bad jokes in front of people. Was that the guy? Um. So <laughs> another fun improv thing that happened. So they're all in the Top now Chef Reeves kitchen. is talking improv. He broke them. They were they were in the Top Chef kitchen. Tom comes in. He says, "Actually, you guys pack up your stuff. You got to go to the house and finish cooking there." Um. And before that, in the sh- kitchen, there was like a whole table set up because they thought they were going to be cooking and they were going to come in there. Come to find, no, the improvisers flaked out. They actually didn't show up to their show, or some of them did. Some said they were going to show up, and they didn't mm-hmm. show up. They overcommitted to something that they couldn't actually follow through on, and they showed up later yep. and did something else, and only a couple of people were there. So and what I- happened was some of the improvisers knew about the show for like months, <clears throat> and then the weekend of the show, their friend came into town. They said, well, fuck the show. I'm going to go hang out with my friend because I couldn't possibly – spare an hour of my time on my weekend to do the show then go back and hang out with my friends mm-hmm. and then they reached out and they were like hey you know i know you guys didn't show up do you want to do this anymore and they said absolutely i'm more committed now than i've ever been in my life after i and- skipped out on that show to hang out with my friend i'm and so we said, committed we said great because we were worried that you weren't committed mm-hmm. but now that we have this reassurance we'll go ahead and keep you on the team for another year or so yeah Mm-hmm. And this doesn't involve me, so I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting it all out now, fans. Mm-hmm. Promise no more after this episode. So um, Spike keeps messing up, uh, fixing the soup that he's messing up by playing around with it for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, every time he's like, mm, he's a little more stock. And then he puts more salt in. He goes, it's too salty. I need more stock. And he puts more stock in. He's not salty enough. I need to put more salt in it. They did also, another thing for this improvising challenge is that they took away their electronic equipments. They couldn't use the RoboCue. Can yeah. you believe or they couldn't do a RoboCue? They took the RoboCue. The RoboCue. Like, it's like when I get my stuff together and I know I'm going to cook, I'm like, okay, I got my skillet. I got my oven. I got my RoboCue. How am I supposed to cook without that? Dude, yeah. the last time I saw people fighting over a RoboQ was Michael Bay's Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I go to Whole Foods and the first thing I'm looking through in those aisles is like, what can I put in my RoboQ? Mm-hmm. What do you got? RoboQ. I go, I go to the butcher. Transform. Roll out. <laughs> I told you we broke Reese. RoboQ. Get in here. Get into character. my office. RoboQ. He's doing characters. All you RoboQs, get in here. Yeah. All you RoboQs, get into my office. Reporting for duty. Um, but this is also another great thing about improv. When you show up to an improv show, sometimes your RoboQ's not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and you still you still have to perform you just because the RoboQ's not there. Yeah. You still got to do it. Yeah. Just because the funniest person on your team didn't show up to the show, you still need to do the show. Still got to do it. Yeah. And then after the show, you text RoboQ and you're like, hey, we missed you. Do you still even want to do this? And RoboQ says, yes, I'm more committed than ever to, do, to be on this team. And then you say, great, because we don't have very many black people on the team. <laughs> RoboQ is black. That is canon. <laughs> Bumblebee, do you think RoboQ <laughs> doesn't like us anymore? Is it the form, Bumblebee? Should we maybe just do a monologue into scenes? Jonathan Witwicky, who's <laughs> our coach, what do you think? <laughs> Megan Fox is there, too. RoboQ. Okay, we gotta get through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Spike doesn't get the food that Richard makes, but you know, careful, Spike, because the judges disagree. They love they love Richard's food this episode. Yeah, Spike, and if you want to combat that, come on the podcast and talk to yeah. us. You coward. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if you don't like wrong. that, uh, bring your uh, your makeshift beard on the podcast and let's talk about it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you don't like that either, also come on the podcast and call me out for it. Antonia and Lisa's dish wasn't good, and they didn't use the suggestion. Um, so I want to talk about this. Who are these improvisers? Because the guy in the jacket at the table keeps making eye contact with the camera. There's like twice the guy looks directly at the camera. I mean, he's an improviser. This is his first time getting a gig on TV That's and true. his last time as well. So doesn't know what he's oh, doing. Yeah. He's got no chance to rebook. And I he don't... might even also like say something harmful or hurtful in a live show once. And that'll do yeah. really well, get huge laughs. He's not going to get yeah. booked anymore. But you're not going to get booked anymore. Cause you're forever. The N word guy. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Can I say something that bothered me? They, so um, Antonia was it in t- who did the thing where they gave them beers? Antonia. Was it Antonia? No, Antonia, no. they had they, di- they, they had, had tequila, shots, but didn't they give didn't it give to a big mistake. Them. Yeah. Someone Huge. did something where they gave them beers, and the beers were out on the table, and it was a wood table, and there were no coasters, and that upset oh, me. There's gonna be yeah. a lot of rings. Yeah, that upset me too. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an improviser's house. I mean, that's the least of their problem. This is an improviser co-op. Like they got rings on all of their furniture. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it was the Top Chef people's house, right? Oh, it was their house? I think they came. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch the episode. <laughs> it was like Russell. <laughs> I just listened to it. Yeah. yeah, I just listened to it. As soon as they said improv, you probably tuned out. Um, well, so... when I said improv, actually, I was like, oh, I'll just go watch an old like Death by Ruru film on YouTube. Uh, film? Show on YouTube. But that's what I did instead. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like films. They're, they're little so... films. So... Dale and Richard win, and they win Calphalon cookware, and I have that stuff, and trust me, it cooks. Nice. That name sounds like it's from space. Mm-hmm. It is. They're, the cookware is out of this world. Uh, Tom lets the ladies have it at the bad judge's table. Emperor Calphalon. 
Emperor Kalphalon. The RoboQ. <laughs> the RoboQ is most disappointing. Kalphalon. I don't know if I understood what your initiation meant. Listen, I know you're new on this team, but you've got to get down with how we play. <laughs> you need to rest the game, Kalphalon. Come back to it. You'll find it naturally. Don't force the game. Go back to the base reality, Kalphalon. Bumblebee. <laughs> Mumblebee, do you think we can get Cuisinart to coach us? <laughs> it might be worth it if we all pull our money together for one session. Okay. That's but I want him to coach us, not check out his phone all day, all session long. That's a big deal. That's a big issue. <laughs> in Guys, do you think Cuisinart liked our stuff? <laughs> I he wasn't tell. really he was checking his phone. <laughs> I feel like he didn't give a lot of positive feedback. <laughs> he only laughed at things that weren't funny. Like it was like an awkward laugh. Like I can't believe he said that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Robo Q. <laughs> Dear oh. Robo Q. <laughs> Mind we- meld. Robo Q. <laughs> Okay, okay. So right. Dale and Blaze win, and then mm-hmm. Antonia, uh, but uh, because they win, then she doesn't have to puke because she threatened to puke if Spike won. He didn't win. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and if she puked, I would have coughed. Yeah. Oof, I'd poop my pants. More yeah, blood. and then I would have yawned. Would have. Um... You need to call the guy. Yeah, let me call the guy real quick. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. I have a head. <laughs> hey, yeah. No, I did the thing again. What did you do? Well, thanks, babe. Taking my call. <laughs> I needed a, a thing that your body does, like a, like a vomit or a yawn. And I, could think, I just blanked and I didn't say anything. Are you there? <laughs> Hello? Oh, shit, he hung up. Beep, beep. <laughs> that was good. Um, uh, then I'll... Uh, 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 come. And he spelled it C-O-M-E. Cut that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so on the bottom, Antonia and Lisa, um, and Jen, and who else? Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah, girl on the goat. Stephanie has been on the bottom a couple of times. Surprising, yeah. It turns her out. Yeah. She's um, gonna be for a couple episodes. Yep. And so Jen ends up eating it. Yeah. See, so she sucked shit because their bread didn't look like a wiener. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what Tom said. It wasn't phallic <laughs> enough. Um, they did asparagus. It seemed like they really tried to pitch it, like went on their whole presentation. Yeah. yeah like they that. had and a full people, thing. People were into it. Um, it was like asparagus on, I think, fish, and uh, they said a crouton, but it was a full like slice of bread, like sourdough yeah. bread. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just like a proportion thing that was a little fucked up. So before we listen to her goodbye, this is the one of the longest goodbyes, but also this is like the first goodbye where the contestants actually are saying nice things. Where they showed the clips of the contestants being like, she's such a good chef and all this stuff. So let's listen. I- Felt bad when she got when her name was called. It generally felt like she was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't think that was going to happen." Yeah. Like it didn't seem like she knew it was happening. It was like it could be anybody. I think she couldn't send home girl and the goat. 
Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's what it was. She'd won a couple times already. Yeah. All right, let's listen. Jen, please pack your knives and go. That was a great dish. And I thought we um, improv with it well. But um, I appreciate the the opportunity. And um, I'm sorry that I can't go further. I take the critique. I don't necessarily agree with it. I feel like our dish was really good. Maybe it was a little uh, flamboyant. Um, but that was the point. I really don't think it was any reason for me to be sent home. What happened? I'm going to go home. What? Yeah. Bye. It's great to meet you guys. My brother. Great shot. You're a great shot. After Zoe was eliminated, I was angry. It definitely made me just really want to win it even more. So I'm a little frustrated right now. Knock him dead, okay? Hi, right, babe. Um, I wish you guys all the best of luck. Rock it out. Cook your own flavors. You top chefs. She scared me when she cooked that. I thought she was so good. No room for Karen. That's it. There's none anymore. I still have a lot of tricks up my sleeve that I would have liked to use. I'm sorry that I'm not going to be able to do it. I think what I'd like to say to the remaining chefs is you have to bring it more than 110%. You have to bring it like, like 1,000%. Dale says she scared him with how good she cooked. It was very yeah. spooky. <clears throat> um, Blaze was real fucked up about it too. He he was pretty upset. Um, I like that the way she said she was eliminated was she just said, "I'm gonna go home." Because if I got eliminated too, that's how I would do it. They'd be like, "Who got eliminated?" I'd be like, "I don't remember." I'm gonna go home though. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going home on my own volition. I thought it was a great dish. Yeah, she seemed like a good cook. I think she just got she got burned on one <clears throat> one bad one bad cook. Yeah, um, which is maybe the impetus for Last Chance Kitchen when it came. Yeah, back. which we love Last Chance Kitchen when it comes back. Mm. So let's end the episode with a <clears throat> moment of Brian Jackson in action from last week. Um, <clears throat> what did I do this week? Other than so, that big old deuce that I dropped before this, it's been pretty low key week. And I, was, I want to say good job on you know making it throughout the entire record. It was. It seemed like it was just like a one and done, which is nice. Yeah, it might have just been like something was like eh, we gotta go and like yeah. And when you were on the toilet, you were like crying, but you were like, Wee. yeah, I was in so much pain. I was like, Wee. yeah, and then you were fine. Yes. Rebellious moment from Reese, and I think I know what this is. Um, when I was at Whole Foods, you gave them um, a, a customer review of their uh, their uh, tortillas, or whatever. Yeah, I <laughs> I looked. I when I picked up the tortillas, when I was in the tortilla section, and I realized that it was only this. I think it was like an almond flour one that I ended up having to get. I just looked at it and shook my hand. And went, man, this sucks. <laughs> And then I bought it anyway. Yeah. And then you're at the front and you said, do better. And they said, we hire black people. <clears throat> and you said, and I, I went, yeah, that. well, I mean, that's what I meant. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Doing that's that. obviously what I meant. That part's good. It's just that's like, what I meant. Tortillas. Only that. With, that's the only issue. But that's not your problem. You don't have to do the tortillas. Yeah. Someone else. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Foods. Jamal, well, you have a birthday coming with... up. 
Yeah. Oh, it's coming, baby. Why why did you have to bring that up on the podcast? I feel like we this don't have, to, we don't have this time is to talk joy. about it. Well, we'll, we don't we'll, have time to talk about it. We'll talk about what you did next week, but I just want everyone to know you have a birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm going to Mexico. Are you really? Yeah, I'm gonna go do some I'm doing to I'm going to an ayahuasca retreat. I'm oh, you're lying to, again. Hoping to puke and poop my pants out. Uh Calphalon. Comedy comes from truth. Stop trying to be funny. Just react naturally and the jokes will come. Chuck, it's your cousin, Marvin. (laughs) Marvin Berry. It's your cousin, Bumble. Bumblebee. (laughs) Jonathan Witwicky. What a name, Witwicky. What happened to that guy? All right, until next week, we're going to pack our knives and go. Bye.